Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. on this computer <laughs> right so as we can all work out now david is sat in our hot seat and i think that this is super mega exciting because i know far too many people put this man on a pedestal um and i think it's important to understand a little bit of a story behind it as well because i had a comment from someone not so long ago I think he thinks in the group, actually, I think he's here. And they said, doesn't David have kids? I was like, yeah. And a job. And I think people put on the pedestal of like the things that David does. So I Mm. thought, what a good opportunity to uh, unleash what goes on behind the scenes. I think it's very easy to make it look uh, like it's easy. It's very easy to make it look like it all comes naturally, but... Uh, I don't think it does. So we've got a little selection of pictures from David trying not to have a serious face, which was the message he sent in his high rocks. Um, The the, the pre-picture just before Christmas or just after Christmas and then the last photo shoot and then David's favourite thing on the planet, which is Cocoa Pops. Yeah, Um, got love for them. The love of Cocoa Pops. So what we'll do as always is we will start with our quick fire, get you nice and warm, and then we will go into it. Um, So you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. whatever. No idea. I'm just freewheeling it. You like yeah, that's, ask that's questions. Ab- that's absolutely the style. Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Beach or city? City. Ski or surf? Ski. Aesthetics or performance? Performance. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast. Cake or donuts? Cake. Ninjas or pirates? Ninjas. Fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Whatever. (laughs) Toes for fingers. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Permanent six-pack or High Rocks podium finisher? Uh, High Rocks podium finisher. There you go. Warm. Warm. Okay, I'm going to start straight from the off. Why and how were you so unbeatable in the January jump start? Because I didn't let no one get in front of me. I kept seeing it every day and I was like, right, let's do it. If there's rest days, I would have a rest day. But then if it got close, there was no rest day. It just went 24-7. So towards the end, it was 24-7. So, What what do you think drives that? What makes you do that? Because it, know, it wasn't just, that meaningful, was it? No, it's just about me just trying to push myself. If there's a target to go for, I'm going to give it the world to get to that target. Hmm. And it was just one of them things. It it was like the perfect opportunity for January because January for me, um, after Christmas, I wasn't dieting very well. I didn't do a lot of tracking or training all over Christmas. And then when that came on board, it was like, right, this is the laser focus you need to get ready for the year. And with... um, the obviously the higher oxes that I want to do this year, it was sort of like, right, well, let's start January really hard to get burn Christmas away, get that all gone and see if we can 
do what we're planning with high rocks and obviously putting size and weight on. So eating well, training hard. Okay. Tell us uh, a little bit about your background. Start from the beginning to try and get to the point where we're probably not fast tracking, but to the point where you then reach out again, like the second time. Done what? Sorry, the second time? So like, you know, when you come back, you contacted me about signing up for PT. Yeah. Kind of yeah. give us a background prior to that, kind of when you were younger, growing up, slash working, whistle stoppers through that. Um, all through my, well, my entire life, I've been active in, in sports and, and athletics. Um, football was my first love. Didn't really get anywhere with that because not very good, but got quite far in athletics. But it was only through through javelin. Got through to county trials, county team, um, and then... As that petered out, left school, um, went to work, went to work for about 15 years without doing anything because just focused solely on getting a career underneath me. And then um, in about, when I was about 30, 35, tried to start playing football again, couldn't play football, just left it alone. But then started to come back into it later on in life. So once the family was getting a bit older, a bit more um, where we can get a bit more time out, Started again at 38, got injured pretty bad, 39, 40 years old. At 40, was struggling to really get out of bed and walk because my knee, both knees were shot. Um, and the idea was, was well, when I came back to you, was that I get fitter for the sake of mobility and for the sake of being able to move properly. But then this has just evolved into... Now wanting to like really hammer it hard and get on with high rocks, but the issues um was my knees. Um, was facing the option of having surgery on both knees to sort them out. The guy in the NHS said, "Let's see if we can rehabilitate you." I said, "I'm scared to even go for a do any sort of anything." I stopped running, stopped everything. So we started off very very baby steps in 2000, yeah, 2022 January. And then by September 22, contacted yourself about coming back to do PTs. To, and we had a very, very guided plan of leave the legs alone, let the legs um, work naturally. Then all through last year, they performed. And then Hyrox at the end of the year, and they were solid. So now it's a case of just see how, well, this year's going with what we've got planned. But as I say the injuries to my legs are sort of distant memories now thank goodness because I didn't want to look down the barrel of a gun my son's got two young sons one six one seven and um three years ago I couldn't even run around the garden with them so mm. now it's a completely different story do, do you remember what you said to me in a PT session when I think it was just after your photo shoot or, or maybe a few weeks just after the photo shoot the second one and I said to you and I think it was before Hyrox got big and I basically said what what's what's the goal what what do you want to do and you said something about the future. Do you remember what you said? Because I remember it as clear as day. <laughs> what, a granddad with a six-pack? <laughs> that's it. That's exactly the quote that I heard. And I thought, yeah. how superficial. And then I thought, fuck, that's the meaning. Like, it's not actually the six-pack, but being like when you've got kids that have kids and like you just said and you touched on there, like being able to run around the garden or whatever like sometimes and we all everyone in this room now will be guilty of it at some point where we bend down and think fucking hell i'm stiff fucking hell my knee mm. hurts or something and actually the idea of being a grand over six pack whilst that sounds ridiculous the premise is so valid in terms of the fact that you're saying no i'm going to be fit and able for grandkids not just kids because yeah. 
there's a lot of people in this room that have kids or you know have said well we've all been a kid but actually if you cast your mind back and take a moment could you run around or do stuff with your granddad or your or your nan probably not my nan and granddad could walk me around the park but they couldn't couldn't do anything so I think it sounds like even from where you were at what you said those knee injuries and stuff 2022 yeah. 21 yeah it's not even three years ago and, and we're seeing that so what were your like what were your biggest struggles then before the program so obviously we had knee pain obviously you were not uh you're certainly not fat or you know obese or anything like that but obviously there was no. a struggle psychologically and sort of with the image what kind of what were your biggest struggles at that point then um i think it's as my metabolism is is a bit of a freak in nature but it definitely definitely slowed down at 40 and then i started to realize i'm gaining size i'm gaining mass and it was um i went to a friend uh, my cousin's wedding and none of my clothes fitted me so i had this was at the back end of covid and i had to go and buy some trousers and i went i'm not even going to say how big they were because they were two sizes bigger than i've ever been in my life and I was like, right, get this under control. The legs, you can't keep blaming your knees. You've got to get out of the mindset of that your knees are the problem. So we attacked the problem with the knees, and then all of a sudden the body started to come back. But it is, my my body does, I can tune it very quickly. But the only, my thing is with myself, I can eat the same food every day for the rest of my life. So it doesn't impact me on being on a diet. I just eat more or less of the same thing. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 one of the biggest life hacks you'll ever get, by the way. If you want to diet or you want to change your body, eat the same things 95% of the time and you'll win. When you was like out of shape and, you know, like your clothes weren't fitting or like at that wedding and stuff, how did that, did that have an effect mentally in terms of like, because I think ultimately the people sat on this call now that do know you, know you as David, who's very confident, walks in the gym, obviously very smiley, not loud, but like, you know, you're there to be seen sort of thing. Did yeah. that ever did that ever change in the slightest? And even if it and if it didn't change, was there an element of faking it to be that way? Um, I don't know. I don't think I could ever fake it. I, I wasn't happy with how I looked to a degree. I wasn't sort of like, oh, it's my goal to change my shape and look like my photo shoot photos. It was more about just being able to get about, to go for a run again, do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say. The size I got to wasn't like obese in any stretch, but yeah, I wasn't directly happy. So I've been in trim shape until I hit my forties, and obviously mm. everything starts to slow down. Now I'm wearing glasses all the time, <laughs> stuff like that. So, but, quite a lot of you actually. Quite yeah, well, this is it. Just having a look as, um, as you get older, your eyes get worse. So when you're so let's let's go to shoot number one then, or bet- from when you started to shoot number one. Yeah, we obviously achieved a, a crazy transformation, um, which has now made to look less good because you're the second one. But through that kind of process, how did you how did you change? How did you grow? But also, in we're thinking about other people here and what we can give. What did you kind of tap into, and how did you what what developed for you in order to actually get to the level that you got to? Because your first shoot prep was not perfect in terms of the time scale. No. It? Um, I think with with that, I sort of learned and taught myself how to work out properly, how to do the movements correctly. Because I remember um, we were 
we shot in April and I worked away all for about three weeks, the end of um, January. And I had to go and get a gym down in Tooting. Mm-hmm. So I got in this gym. I didn't really know what I was doing because I was all under your instruction all the time. So I just started to try and really understand what I'm meant to be doing and doing it correctly. And from that sort of point, the, the, the eating, the diet, everything, it all sort of fell into place. And I thought, right, I can, I got a good shot at this. I never thought I'd come out the end like what we did, but. As I say, when we were sort of eight weeks away, I sort of thought, yeah, I can probably manage this, get this under control. But the training part, my own personal training, what I felt before that was a bit of a letdown. Wasn't really, wasn't doing it in the garage properly because I got a little gym there. But ever since that point, even up till now, I take my personal training at home very sort of serious to make sure that the, the moves are right. You're not cheating it. You're not just faking it. It's... 10 of the correct sort of tempo, 10 of the correct sort of movement, stuff like that. So, yeah. But also your food wasn't perfect because I'm pretty sure we had a serious conversation about six weeks pre-shoot where I told you you was not allowed to take Kelly out for dinner anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Kelly, when you were yeah. back, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, we, we do, we do like to, to go out a fair few times. It's a couple of times a week at that point. But yeah, it sort of got to a point where I had to put a bit of a curb onto that. Mm. which obviously then puts a bit of pressure into the family life because we do go out and social as a family quite a lot. And when you're sitting there thinking, right, I'm now taking away your Friday nights because I've got to sit in and eat rice. But in another sense, me and Kelly went out to a spa and I just snuck my own food in. Mm. So and ate that while she ate whatever she wanted. Yeah. Uh, got a funny look from the, uh, from the waiter when he came by for, I didn't bring that to your table. <laughs> yeah, but when you took the dressing gown on, though, I'm sure he didn't say much, so it's fine. When, yeah. um, so when, you, when you're kind of doing that, obviously you are someone, I don't know if people, well, they, David and Kelly live a, a very secretive life. No one ever knows what they're doing unless they're out with his brother, and then you can see it on Instagram. Yeah. But you do go out a lot, because obviously we talk about it. How did you manage it then in terms of the rest of your week? Because obviously we always talk about calorie banking, and we always talk yeah. about that stuff for everyone, but ultimately people either struggle with it or they don't enjoy it or practically they just don't do it so how did you kind of tap into that because you were still prepping at a good a good rate while still going out basically yeah I would, I would have i used to probably take my two high days and wrap them up into one mm. for that for that evening out because the food is quite easy to track in that aspect but it was the alcohol that you couldn't track but if i had alcohol it'd only be vodka and like a try and get a diet lemonade it wasn't like guzzling down pints of guinness or stuff like that so just sort of boxed as smart as i could with what we was consuming yeah sometimes it fell off the wagon but up until the point probably four or five weeks out from the shoot didn't drink at all yeah uh, in both shoots so give give us an insight then so for people that have seen it or not when David did his first shoot, he was obviously shredded. So the picture I shared at the start was not shoot number one. But, you know, most people will achieve 95, 99% of people will achieve that shape and go, yeah, cool, happy with that, I'm done. I don't, oh, I don't need to do another one or whatever. But I'm pretty sure within about two weeks after the first one, you were already eyeing up the second one, right? Mm, yeah. Now, your goal specifically, because I don't need you to say it, was to get bigger. So mm. you liked your shoot, but you wanted to be bigger. But give us an give people uh, an insight into the mindset behind that 
you knew you looked great and you loved your pictures, but ultimately there was still more to be done. What, where does that come from? What do you think drives that? Um, I think from, from the first shoot to the second, the first shoot, I felt like I gave it my all until I'd done the shoot. And then I thought, well, actually, what about if I didn't, if I'd have started cutting alcohol out eight weeks before, not eating eight, eight weeks before, sort of eating out. And I thought, right. But then at that point, I knew my training a lot more. I knew how to train a lot harder, a lot better, more cardio, more training, um, better quality of training, basically. But on my second shoot, even though it looks completely different, I was lighter than my first shoot. Mm. So it just shows the difference in size and shape that we achieved from April through to November. How did you stay motivated though? Because you'd already done it once, right? So like for most oh, people, um, that's harder. I wasn't letting my, I wasn't undoing all my hard work. All I keep going back to is some cold, freezing mornings in my garage when you've got to have to gloves, a hat, and a, a um, jumper on just to work out. Mm. I was like, right, I'm not, I'm not undoing all that hard work just for the sake of a couple of weeks of doing what you want with what how you eat. So, and obviously we had summer. Summer played a massive factor into it because you, you're getting yourself in essence, ready for the beach. And you don't want to undo all that hard work when you, the beach time's coming sort of thing. So, yeah, for sure. So you obviously went through all this and this, this is kind of the, this is more important. This is like what we've done there is, is an insight into kind of David. I think it's very clear that motivation isn't a thing. Like it's just, it's just that commitment. It's that dedication. And people fucking hate that because so many people rely on motivation. So when you have someone sit there and just go, well, no, I said I'm going to do it, so I'm doing it. The pe- a lot of people do not enjoy hearing that, but unfortunately, it's the truth. And the conversation of doing the things on the days you don't want to do them are yeah. more important than doing it on the days you do want to do them. So that's kind of like a little bit of an insight into, into your journey. But actually, where you can give so much value sits here in the fact that, as someone in this group said, doesn't he have kids? How is he doing so much? Blah, blah, blah. Four kids, a wife a business or two maybe and the ridiculous transformation. And now we are chasing high rocks, podiums and world championship patches. So for any normal person, how in the world does that happen? What tools, what tips, what tricks, what schedule, because I've obviously seen it firsthand and I've seen it from both sides, but let people like, how can people even begin to try and replicate some of that, time finding probably is a good word yeah the the timings are very very difficult at the minute it's out of bed every day at five o'clock if working out if I'm working out at home I'm in the home gym for half five because once the house starts to move on any day of the week you could just get blocked out until they go back to bed which is at seven eight o'clock at night so if you miss your 5 30 in the morning if I miss that I'm training at half eight nine o'clock nearly half nine at night so it's it's not uncommon to train and get into bed at about half ten eleven o'clock yeah but that's where I will position some time at the front or back end of the day I, I never train in work hours even though I work from home I don't know oh, I'm just going to nick an hour out of my day to go train because my job near enough takes over that mm-hmm. so it's um yeah it's just trying so I I can survive on not a lot of sleep because I used to be a contractor. So I'm used to working 16, 18 hour days. So the body has been used to that over many, many years. So 
I can survive on probably four or five hours of sleep, which is probably not what you want to hear because no, correct. sleep is correct. obviously <laughs> a key to a great recovery. But, um, yeah, I can, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't know how to say stop. Yeah. And that's in any aspect, my work, at home, time, everything. I just, well, it's 24 hours in a day. I'll probably try and use all of them if I have to. So <laughs> Molly May would be so proud. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, so what you're, in essence, what you're saying is there is time, but you create it either at the start or the end of the day. And if that means yeah. that you, you sacrifice some sleep or some rest time or some chill time, mm. then, then so be it, right? That's, yeah. The, the sacrificing the evening time is a lot harder because obviously coming home from work, I've got the children that we put them to bed. Then me and the wife, we want to be sit down and have some time. And sometimes when you get them say, right, I've got to go work out. You feel like, I shouldn't, I should probably sit here, but you've got the program to stick to as well. So it's, I don't know if it went in the photo shoot, it was a hundred percent non, it, it was compliant, all of it. There was never a missed session, but when it comes to when you're just maintaining and keeping things going, oh, you think, oh, do that. But if I ever miss a session on that day, I'll make it up on the weekend. Mm. So I always try and fit my workouts in that seven day block. It might not be the days that you choose, but they are within a seven day window. Yeah. So there's a there's a a ruthless consistency, and again, it's uh, it's unfortunately not glamorous. I was just looking um, on the system on the trainerized system. It tells us our exercise compliance. So believe it or not, people, I have your uh, exercise compliance all wrapped up in one space. David's has been a hundred percent for every four categories. So this week, last week, two weeks ago, in the last month. So, and the reason I say that is not because I put David on a pedestal or think he's better than you, because I don't. I just think he does the shit that he said he's going to do with that ruthless consistency. So, but that's only a new trait. And that's because he's now got his eyes on this big prize. And when I say new, I really mean in the last 12 months, actually, February to April, through the summer and so on. So if you was gonna if you were gonna give yourself some advice and you were gonna go back to the David that just started PT, with what you know now, what would you tell him? What would you educate him on? And what would you say? You know, you should probably look out for a bit more. Do or not do. Oh crikey! Um, I would say control your diet instantly your diet 80% of your transformation will come through your mouth if you eat the wrong things it isn't going to show um get the diet probably took about six months to really get to a point where it's now my normal life Mm. but again it would it would probably be the emphasis on the food quicker because I do think that that is it it can ruin even the best plans if you eat wrong um, anything else or is it just nutrition what, what? um no well i don't know because i would train i say yeah i suppose from the september i joined you to that january i didn't really give the home training what it deserved but from that january onwards where i had to train myself and while i was away it sort of yeah sort of the training side just took on its own life really so so really in summary what you're saying then is pay pay attention in a way of doing things properly rather than just doing i know that's yeah wishy-washy but it's actually about it was with intensity and intent 
Yeah, because when I first started with you, I thought, oh, I'll go to gym a couple of times, I'll start seeing my body change shape. And it it sort of didn't change shape. And then I thought, right, you've got to give it what you tell it to do, like with all the programming, all the dieting. And then, yeah, and it did. It responded very well. So, yeah, believe in the system a bit quicker. But when we first started, it was a bit, yeah, I want to do two a week. I didn't really have a goal apart from just to get myself mobile. Mm. And when you started seeing the changes, I was like, right, I remember I showed you that picture of that UFC fighter. I said, I want to look like him. You probably don't remember it. I remember the He's 220 pounds. And you said to me, well, you look better in your second shoot than he does. I'm like, well, there you go. So it's just, yeah, it's the the goals changed, but from the commitment I've got to it now, I'd say, right, just do it hundred percent from the beginning. Start, start with a diet, start with training. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then what, so we kind of touched on this, but the same thing. So for people that are super busy, which everyone thinks they are, by the way, and that's not to downplay it, but everyone thinks they're busy because it's relative, right? Everyone's got their relative busyness. So it doesn't matter what you do, but particularly people with family or jobs or whatever, what would you say to them to help them get into the best possible place? What's like, what's one say, I don't know, maybe task or something that you perhaps do religiously that helps you do everything that you do. So it's probably more clerical or administrative, I would have thought. Um, the thing that helps me do what I do is that I've got my own gym. I don't have to get out the house to go to the gym to do my workouts. So I think that it's, I don't really know how you would, you would put that across because my. What, what about like day to day things you do? Cause obviously not everyone's lucky enough to have the gym, but actually if you said that to me and I was listening, I'd be like, no chance. Don't want to do it anyway. What my own gym? Yeah. I want to go to a gym, not have my own. What about things like I don't know? How religious are you in your meal prep or your planning or your calendar? Like, like I say, mm. I know your calendar's Ramo, and I know if your phone's on the side next to the squat rack on a session, I'll see it ping off four or five times at seven a.m. So, how do you stay on top of that? What's what's your way of staying on top? Um, with that, I I try to evacuate sixty minutes of my day to do it, and then pick up them sixty minutes throughout the rest of the day so nine times out of ten all them messages that we see coming in are achievable to sort them out afterwards but it's i don't know i don't really answer this question very well okay so it's more it's like more task based so i think it's what i think what you're saying from there is that you just treat it as an absolute non-negotiable so i'm to a degree between seven and eight is only one person that's getting answered right yeah, yeah, if Kelly phones. If Kelly phones during 7 to 8, they're getting answered. Yeah. But actually, other things can wait. And that means that what you're doing, even though it's only for a shorter period of time, what you do so well is you prioritise yourself to look after yourself, which, again, is very wishy-washy. But actually, if it means lacking sleep, you'll train in the evening. You'll get up at 5. Mm. You know, we train at 7 o'clock. You rock up at 6. Like, yeah. it's that relentlessness to put yourself first but you do it at a time that puts you out in order to put, still work and stuff. So yeah, I can still get my nine to five in, in the mix. Yeah. So ultimately what you do is you sacrifice a little bit of pleasure in order to do the things you want to do for that long term. So I think in terms yeah. of the answer to that question really is about that relentless nature of saying, shit, I don't want to do this. It's 10 o'clock. Like the amount of time. And by the way, guys, not all of this is to be glamorized. This is just what makes someone tick. 
the amount of times David's walked in looking like he's been dragged through a bush at 6am because he got out of the gym at 11 o'clock. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, I was asleep at eight and he's in the gym at 11. So that's what I, you know, not every transformation we see is glamorous, but actually the tip for the business, even if David doesn't know how to answer it from what I can see and understand and what we talk about is ultimately he will make the time to train. He will make the time to do the nutrition. This man will walk around the kitchen eating dry Weetabix in order to get his food when he's busy. Disgusting, but he will do it. Yeah. So I eat loads of things I don't like just because they're easy, good, proper foods. Yeah. Bananas. Ugh, bananas. I probably eat 15 a week now. How can you not have bananas? I used to hate bananas. Now it's I just can't get enough of them. But... It's only good yeah. fruit. Um, but again, ultimately, I think it's it's really important to touch on this because I think it's not to put, it's not to make you all robots. But I know a lot of people look at David and I know they look at his transformation and other people, of course. And what you can see is someone that just does and there is no motivation and there is no there is no give. There is no it's just get the home of it. And that's how you get those results. It's doing those things regardless of how you feel most of the time, mm-hmm. except from obviously proper exceptions. What this is the last question before the proper last question. What parts of the program then, or what what what's the biggest part of the program that you've used or that's had the most effect or impact on your journey from David who was out of shape, who needed bigger trousers, who couldn't run around, to David that's now literally aiming to get on the podium and then qualify for a world championship? What what's the thing that's been the biggest impact on that journey? One thing. The first shoot how it changed my physical, the way I physically felt about my body. My body felt lighter, springier, stronger, healthier, everything. I was like, uh, that just literally, I always want to keep that feeling. So that, I think that's the reason from going from such a bad place to that first shoot body yeah. is that's what keeps me doing it because I never want to go back to the bad body ever again. Ever so do, again. You, do you think then that, the physical side had is obviously a huge impact, but also then it's the mental side of how one, you don't want to go backwards, obviously, but two, it gives you a belief that you can do things such as hierarchy of your body where you oh, weren't to before. Yeah, no, it's, they say even my work, my work's quite heavy strenuous at times. Even that now is feeling better. Feels, I don't come home with the ailments I used to be and the aches and the pains and, and uh, it was just like I didn't want to be that person because I was 43. What's it going to be like when I'm 53 if I don't get a hold of it and really and really sort of uh, give it a go? Not yeah. saying that things won't crop up and injuries may occur, but yeah, definitely I can't see me not training anymore. Probably not at the high levels of wanting to go on to the worlds at higher rocks, but. There's a couple of years in that level, I reckon, for a while. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, uh, you never know. You might be, might be something else that crops up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I wanted to add as well, because I, know, I don't think the questions haven't led you to this place, but I think it would be really easy to sit on the other side of this call now and think that, fuck, now when does he see his family and stuff? What <laughs> you was telling myself and Rob earlier, one of your pastimes that you do all the time with the kids that's now a new thing in your life. What is that? <laughs> what was I saying that? This morning? Yeah, this morning. You remember? You tell me about I'll it. I'll do push-ups with my sons on my back, both of them. 
right? <laughs> Ridiculous. However, what an example. So yeah. I know David's up in the morning early. He's out at night training in the garage or whatever. But even his, David's kids are old enough now to have seen him do the Tough Mudder, the High Rocks, the pictures, the photo shoots. But actually, they're also really involved in it as well. And they'll that mm. that will pay off. Like William is David's eldest. He's always played football. He's fit and healthy, but also he's impacting the younger ones to be really into it as well. And they're all they're all interesting. They go running into the gym and want to play with the weights if they're not sent out, obviously, or if it's at a normal time. Yeah. The same with like Kelly and stuff. So it's like it's a really important part that this person that's so ruthless and just does business and this and then trains and he's got these goals. Family is heavily involved as well. And if that wasn't the case, yeah. it'd be a lot more difficult too um to mm. sustain. So I don't know, I don't know how many of these you've watched before, David, but you've got two more questions. So one of them is um left from the previous person. So the last hot seat person asked this question, which is if you could change one thing about your fitness journey to date, what would it be and why? Change my journey. And it doesn't necessarily just have to have been in this PT space. It could have been over the last 10, 15 years, whatever. I don't know. Um, I would have liked to have kept up my running a lot more. I used to really enjoy going running. And when that stopped because of what was going on, yeah, I would have liked because I say I feel like I'm getting back to my run, having to learn to do it all again. Uh, like what we've been doing. We've not had no legs or no lower body workout in my sessions for nearly 18 months so yeah so the consistency then a bit more of an athlete yeah Yeah. like it be more of an athlete everyone can follow that by the way everyone should be more athletes okay so now the second tricky question which i'll just happily sit in silence for until you come up with one is what question do you have for the next person in the hot seat Was there a point at a training session where you felt like throwing it all in? <laughs> Was there a point? In a, in a training, training session? Yeah, when you felt like throwing it all in. Yeah, usually. When enough, enough was enough. Yeah, usually it's 7.05 on a Saturday morning, David. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, that's our stupid group high rock session. Uh, cool. Right. Let's open up the floor then. That's the end of my grilling. Does anyone have any questions for David? Questions first. Charles looked like you was moving then. Am I making that up? No questions. Not one single question. No one wants to know about this stupid superhuman, or as James calls him, stupid sexy David all the time, which I'm happily to call him out on. No one's got a single question about it. Stop talking, then we can answer. ask a question, Travis. I can see when you come <laughs> off mute, Sarah. Go on. Um, so, um, David, what would your advice be to um, someone who's kind of relatively new in their journey? What kind of, what big piece of advice would you give? Um, new to it, it's a case of when we started with Travis, it was a case of just doing it at a, a, a reasonable level, really. It's not a case of, so I wanted to jump into it and go flat out straight away, but I think Travis sort of pulled me back a little bit to, and as I say, once we got the training and the control, it's just do what is required, really. It's it's a case of um, 
if you run the diet, do the diet, and if you, to the to what the macros are. And so there's an element you always want to have a little bit of a cheat on it. But so I'm quite particular. If it's not exactly the macros I'm eating, I will just pick at food until I get to the exact point of having the macros. So it's case of just sticking to what that little one there smug as he is, what he sells you to do. So. I'll, I'll take the abuse but the reason I laughed is because the amount of times on a prep I've started eating something and then picked off the end and put it in the bin because I realised it would take me a gram over I'm like nah yeah. not having that that's why I chuckled but I'll, I'll still accept the insult smug is probably not it's the right word yeah I'll give you it any yeah. other questions what time do you want to achieve on your next high rocks Bev said what time do you want to achieve on your next high rocks 110 that's that's six it. minutes off. How much? Six. Six minutes off. Yeah, six, six minutes off. That's Glasgow. That's three weeks. So you can keep this. Yeah. Tam and Tam and Marlena are going to beat him because they booked it early. Any other questions? Um. Obviously, you do an awful lot. So, what do you do to stop yourself getting like to that burnout point where you're like absolutely shattered and then you're forced to have rest? my wife she sees it she she will slow me down when i need to be slowed down because even in my professional in my job i will just go to work until i don't come home it's it's one of them things it's over the years my wife she will tell me she goes you look like you're burning yourself out um and yeah it's she sort of pulls me back from the edge a little bit and when sometimes i'm like oh i'm fine i'm fine you sit there and think now actually you do need a little bit rest so it's sort of take the advice I have to take the advice of others because if not I probably wouldn't stop mm. yeah definitely uh, I think that's a great question and I think it's really it's a good question because I don't think we always recognize those signs ourselves. no um, and I, no I certainly we can paper over the cracks a little bit yeah I certainly do not do as much as David because I am the child however it's it's the same it would be the same for me as well where Beth looks at me and goes you look like shit mate and you go oh all right Mm. and you kind of realize that you've run yourself into the ground but good question any more yeah very good nada any comments nada thank you for listening guys if you enjoyed that show please make sure you drop a review make sure you share it with your friends make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast one a week Uh, And again, they are giving you the tips, the hints, the tricks and giving you the game plan to transform your body. So subscribe, rate and share it with your friends.